0: I am Doug Friedman.
1: And I am Meredith Levy.
0: And this is your mental breakdown.
1: The Inside Out Edition. Indeed. Hi,
0: Doug. We are we are hi Mayor uh, death. <laughs> We are inside out and upside down right now.
1: Such um, a good one. We really are.
0: We are. I think everybody is a little bit.
1: Yeah. This is the first time Doug and I are recording not sitting next to each other, staring into each other's eyes.
0: That's true. We're still staring into each other's eyes, but on a computer screen. We are. I am at my place. Meredith is at her place. And we're in the middle of the COVID quarantine extravaganza.
1: And to be fair, just so you guys know, I'm not super quarantining myself. It is also because I'm afraid to drive in the rain.
0: <laughs> Which it's not raining right now, but the no, roads but are like wet. No, but like it
1: might and does will far in LA terms. And, you know, anyway, so better safe than sorry. And also, God forbid, I don't want to get him sick. I don't want him to get me sick. You never know.
0: Right, right. And I think a lot of our therapist friends are doing remote sessions in the next week to come, maybe even longer. You know, it's just that you said it a second ago, better safe than sorry, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, tell that to my Starbucks person this morning who wasn't wearing gloves and slammed the lid on my coffee and I still drank it.
0: (laughs) You also went to the gym the other day.
1: I'm still right. you know i'm I'm doing everything I can until they tell me no, and I respect everybody's ways of dealing with this stuff a hundred percent. I just already got the you know now my office like or you know we're I'm not allowed to go into the office building, so we I have to do all my sessions online from here on out, and I'm not good at being at home. I just love my house I love my home when I'm done for the day
0: yeah you're you're a big doer and being able to be active and doing things and this is this is why for a lot of people this is a really tough time because it's totally it, one i mean several reasons we've got the anxiety that can turn into panic right and of just what's going on in the climate around us and how it directly impacts us then there's the if i have to stay home what do i do you know, what do I do with myself? It's not like a vacation where everything's open and you can just go have fun or, or do whatever you want to do. You might be pretty worried about what's going on, not to mention the people who can't work aren't earning money. So how do you pay for your shit? Like you can't right now. Crazy.
1: Yeah. And I keep forgetting. I'm like, oh, well, two weeks. Okay. At least I can make it fun. How? I mean, sure, I can get creative, but now I'm I'm thinking, oh, I can do all the things I want to do. like. No, I can't, because short of walking around in circles, you know, in right. my neighborhood, like nothing's open. So <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Again, like everything will be OK. That is my motto for the next however long. It's always my motto. But I keep really reminding people like, you know what? Going to be OK. We're going to be OK.
0: Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll jump in with that. Cause that it's fine. You know, I always air quote fine. And I know it's one of the words you put on the board and cross out like fine often doesn't mean fine. Fine means this is stressful, but there's no other way. So I just have to do it anyway and it'll be okay. It'll be okay. But right now it is not okay. It doesn't feel okay. Yeah. And you've heard Drew say that, like, I don't feel okay. And that's okay. Right.
1: A hundred percent. So I think like. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people are reaching out to us about it. And I think the main thing is knowing that we're not alone in this. We're all in it together. Mm. And also, we are all very alone because we are isolated, literally. And, you know, I live by myself. You live by yourself. Well, you have Beckett. But, yeah, so theoretically, if there becomes a time where we, like, can't leave our houses, luckily, we have things like... FaceTime and, you know, whatever we can connect.
0: And that's less. FaceTime, Facebook, Instagram, which can be great and can be horrible. It can further the isolation. I think it's a really tough time, especially for people that live alone and people that rely on being out in the world just to see other people. Right. I mean, this can really spiral you into isolation, depression. It can also allow you to turn inward, you know, and it's it's funny how many things that I've seen already, like postings or clips or articles about now is a great time to meditate and do this and do that. And like, that's great. But if you're lonely and freaking out and haven't done that before, it's a really hard thing to do.
1: Totally. Somebody said that to me the other day. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And he said, meditate. And I'm like, I mean, I do. And he's like, no, for like days at a time. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> Fucking... 10-day Vipassana silent retreat right
0: re- yeah. now. Right. The Vipassana 10-day silent retreat is a big thing. And it can be fantastic. I've heard people do it and they love it. And it's wonderful. And it sounds to me like torture, not talking and doing anything for 10 days.
1: Yeah, I can't even not talk for an hour so.
0: that's why we do this we talk all the fucking time right
1: but a lot of people you know so this is a really also confusing time especially when it comes to therapy because it's such a difficult stressful anxious time depression anxiety fear panic and we can't see our clients in person so luckily we do have technology where we you know doug and i both will be meeting with all of our clients Online somehow, remotely. but it is. It's, you know, I've gotten feedback like now is the time you're not going to see me. Like now, right. when I'm losing my fucking mind, yes and no, I am going to see you. Um, right.
0: Not the way you're accustomed to and that we're comfortable doing. And it's, you know, I, I think another thing too is often we look at therapists to be the beacon of well being. And as we've said before, not all therapists have their shit together. And it's not like your therapist isn't freaked out about what's going on now too, right? There's a, (laughs) you know, me and my story for everything. I remember once when I was working in music and I had to fly to, I don't remember if it was Vegas or Arizona, but one of those spots. And I literally sat down on the plane next to a, you know, I think it was a priest in full garb, right? Totally done up. And uh, it's
1: already an amazing story, by
0: the way. Oh, get! you're going to love this. He pulls open uh, a Bible and he's reading it in what I assume is Latin. I'm reading, which you saw on my shelf once, Plato in English. And he looks over at me and and he says, you should try that in Latin. And I look at him and say, you should try that in English. And I'm like, great, we're off to a good start. This is fun. And we hit a hot air pocket and the plane like dropped about I mean, I would say 50 feet, but I don't know, for all I know, it was like 10 feet or, yeah. I mean, it was gnarly and everybody kind of got nervous and, you know, I reach in my pocket and grab a a worry stone and I start rubbing the stone. He reaches into his pocket, pulls out the rosary and starts doing that. And we just kind of laugh about that. And I said, is it weird for you that everybody, you know, looks at you when you're dressed like this on a plane? And he told me a story and said, you know, I was flying internationally with my Monsignor and." you know we hit incredible turbulence right as like the the drink cart was coming around and the drink lady had to like hit the floor holding on to the cart and everybody looked at us like we're supposed to be calm and relaxed and one with god and everything's okay and i looked at my monsignor and i just kind of went what do i do and he reached down to the drink cart lady grabbed a couple of bottles and handed them to me Yeah. I just looked at the guy and said, so Irish Catholic. (laughs) And he nodded (laughs) like, yeah. And the the point is that even they were freaked out sometimes, you know, and that's okay. We're all human.
1: Oh my God. That's an amazing story. And I even told my clients, like when I got the new, cause I was like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be in my office to the very end. I'm going to see all my clients. I don't care. And then I was told, no, you're not. And I told my clients, honestly, like, look, I had a bit of a meltdown, you know, the other night when I got that news. So right. I get it. I understand how hard this can be. And you know what? I said I had a meltdown. A little while later, I was like, all right, I'm solid. It's all going to be okay. The next day I had a meltdown again. And, you know, you just keep on keeping on.
0: Right. I think that that mantra that it's all going to be okay, even though it doesn't feel okay. And that's okay. Right. Right. Because I, I think the idea, it's the word that starts with pan and ends in ick. It's pandemic and it's panic, you know?
1: Side note, I know it is a very real thing. So I don't want to minimize for anybody who's having their own health issues severely or family or any loss in their life from this.
0: Totally. And it's its the, I mean, the very nature of anxiety is worry about something in the future that hasn't happened yet, right? And if we get so anxious, it'll turn to panic and then forget it. Our brains are in that mode that doesn't think logically and we're just in survival, right? And I think a lot of people have moved to that level of panic and that level of survival. And that's why there's no toilet paper on the shelves and you know all the frozen foods are gone. And that to me is a panic response, although some of it is actually legit so it's finding where's the line and how do we collectively find it and help each other get you know uh, well equipped for it up to that line without crossing it you know because the did you see the story about the guy who he and somebody i think a couple of people went out and bought like seventeen thousand bottles of hand sanitizer right and that's that's a concerted effort to, to to buy all those jack up the price and then sell it for a profit Okay, I mean we're a capitalist society, you can do that. It's a little fucked up morally maybe. I think that the idea of panic response or <laughs> capitalist response when it's it's that level, then you're you're doing something detrimental to the greater good of everybody. And something I loved seeing were the clips of people in Italy that were going out on their balconies and just singing, right? And Serenading each other and yo-yo ma who's incredible you know cellist uh recorded something and put it out there just for people to hear to help calm them down you know and it's i think we're going to see a wave of that with what can we do to help everybody else because that actually helps ourselves which is why in effect we become therapists to a degree right
1: yeah so we're right there with you sort of just taking it day by day trying to figure out what to do i tried to use a paper towel this morning to pump gas because my sister told me I should. And by the time it it just all went to shit. I just was like, fuck this. I can't this is (laughs) this is very difficult right now. So it's a learning experience.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean that's it's funny, even the building that I'm in, a lot of the therapists were kind of talking to each other about, well, are you gonna do remote? I don't know. In the meantime. I'll, I'll bring in some disinfectant wipes. Oh, I'll wipe down light switches. I'll wipe down doorknobs. And, and everybody's just kind of pitching in. And it's you know it's nice to see that community coming together. It's, it's something that you often see after a natural disaster. And this is something I think very similar, but it's happening on a global scale. So it'll be interesting to watch how it unfolds when the sort of panic response goes down, yet the severity is going to go up. Right. Because the love the number of cases and the severity and the treatment that's needed to meet that is going to be taxed greatly. And it's what are we going to do and how are we going to come together to help support it? Right.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we just wanted to check in with you guys about that and let you know that we're all in this together.
0: We're all here together and sometimes a little separately and together as we are right now.
1: Exactly. So we're gonna we have some some mail that we wanted to go through.
0: Yeah, and we're we're gonna go through these. You know, I I think we'll be going through the mailbag as a as a regular thing because we're getting a lot of responses, and I think we'll just take maybe a couple of them right now and uh, and then kind of wrap this so we don't go too long here. We actually have somebody compiling our mail, so we have a real mailbag to go through. So one of the things I loved that we got, I saw this from um, a listener named Shannon who said uh, a couple of questions for you. Number one, yawning. It's awkward, but it happens. Thoughts? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which the best part is, I'm not sure if she's talking about a client yawning in therapy or the therapist yawning. But either way,
0: totally. Yep, very awkward. Um, and it's it's a great question and one I think we can put into a standard on the roundtables and ask other therapists what they do about it because it it is tough. And I've I've I think on the roundtable I talked about. How when I first started, I was so freaked out about any movement as a therapist. You know, I didn't want to move in the chair because it might be construed a certain way. Don't reach for your water because they'll think your mouth is dry because they'll think you're sending this message. and you know I, and I with experience, you just kind of get over that and you just make sure that you're comfortable regardless of what that is. So for yawning, when it happens for a client, to me, it's it's a sign of comfort that they can yawn, you know in the room with me it's something that happens it's a reaction i'm not going to go into the science of it because i don't know it <laughs> something about not getting enough oxygen or feeling tired who knows exactly what it is well, a lot of people do but when i see a client yawn i don't take it personally sometimes you know i've had new mothers that i work with that are totally tired like i don't think i've ever had a client fall asleep in a session but definitely the yawn it it's not a big deal some of them will go oh excuse me and some of them like have very loud, open mouth yawns, some of them try to stifle it. And as a therapist, again, doesn't bother me at all when a client yawns. In fact, some clients will, it takes them a while to build up the courage to go, "Um, do you mind if I run to the bathroom real quick? I'll be right back. You know, it's that they don't wanna do anything other than just sit here and be attentive, which is so hard to do.
1: I have clients, I remember so specifically, this one client who just yawned a lot and we meet early in the morning and she's not a morning person she yawns a lot and she would try to stifle every yawn and finally I was like stop trying to stifle your yawns. like just let it come out it's okay right. I'm, I'm ripped. yeah and for some reason I have this bizarre thing where when when I exercise I yawn don't know why maybe it's an huh. oxygen thing who knows but I always try to like give someone a heads up, you know, if I'm with a trainer, or if I'm in the middle of a yoga class, you know, I'll just be like, by the way, this is not indicative of how I feel about your class. So yeah, yawn. It's fine.
0: And it's funny. I've talked to some therapists about they don't want to yawn with a client because it'll send the wrong message. And I kind of go, well, you don't know what message it'll send. What message are you sending? And they'll say things like, well, I'll grab my cup of coffee and hold it up to my mouth and, you know, and then I'll yawn or something like that. And, you know, I think for me personally, or I guess professionally, if I have to yawn, I kind of can do a closed mouth yawn and it doesn't really look like a yawn. It looks like I'm just concentrating. Um, so I can, you know, cover it up pretty well. And it's never that I'm bored. It might be just a, you know, physiological function, right? Sort of like, uh, Another air-related escaping function that happens in therapy sometimes.
1: <laughs> well, I have the one of the best client sessions Bart stories ever. You want to hear?
0: Absolutely, of course.
1: So, uh, this one client uh, was one of the very in the beginning when beginning when I started seeing her. I loved this client, by the way. Um, she was a very special, unique, amazing human being, just like. Not a care in the world, let's just say. And she was sitting in my office and lifted up like one ass cheek and just fucking let it rip. (laughs) And I was like, oh, oh, oh.
0: Did she acknowledge it at all?
1: I think she might have said, oh, my stomach or something. And then did it again. And then I was like, oh, 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 your stomach. And then proceeded to get up open the door, stick her ass out the door.
0: Wow.
1: Close it to like where, you know, fit her body with her ass right. outside the door, let it rip again and then came back in. Wow. And after the session, I called my coworker and I was like, okay, so this happened. And <laughs> has this ever happened to you right. before? Because I had no wow. fucking idea what to do. And she was dying, you know, but it was what it was. It,
0: I guess, you know, if you can do it that way and you can own it, because she definitely sounds like she was owning it. (laughs) I think the funnier one to me is when I'm in the room with a client and I'll notice it starts to smell really bad. And I know it wasn't me, like (laughs) clearly the client farted and it reeks. And I'm not going to say anything because they're probably embarrassed, but it's not my place to go, Hey, did you fart? It's just something you just, leave out there and you just kind of let it waft around i think you know (laughs) when you do it as a therapist you run the risk of there's only two of you in the room so if you're gonna stink it up i mean (laughs) it's not a very sexy topic to be talking about right now but it it happens it's natural and you know i kind of go with if you can laugh about it if you can acknowledge it sure if you want to open the door stick your butt cheeks out and rip it go for it because that's I think so much better than holding on to any guilt, shame, or embarrassment about something that you don't have that much control over.
1: Agreed. And if you have any great stories about this, please let us know.
0: Yeah, we want to hear all of your yawning and farting and burping and session stories. It'd be great.
1: (laughs) And I will say, I've only, I don't, I mean, maybe as many times I can count on my hands, have I yawned in session? It's very rare. But one thing I will say is that there was one time only in my life where I was so tired in a session that I thought I was going to fall asleep. Like once only. Did you yawn? No, I, you know, I have a lot of tricks for not just staying awake, but re-engaging myself. If I start to drift in the the world, I rarely drift in a session because I'm always usually engaged. (laughs) And I sit on the edge of my seat or I pinch myself or I drink water or whatever it is. This time I did all those things, wasn't helping. So I was like, you know what? And I never do this. And I said, you know, I'm so sorry. I really just have to use the restroom. I'll be right back. And I went out and I oh, did wow. 10 jumping jacks and I splashed water on my face and I was okay.
0: Nice. Yeah. I think we're human. Yeah, totally human. And it's, it's funny. Cause I, I think of when we're in sessions, we are very actively listening to a client. So it's hard, I think to do anything but pay attention. Right. But sometimes it happens.
1: This is why I love my work.
0: So thank you for your comments, your questions. Keep them coming. You can send them to us through the website, com,
1: Or find us on Instagram at your.mental.breakdown or Twitter at your mental pod,
0: And Facebook. I don't know what we are on Facebook, but search for Your Mental Breakdown. We'll be there. Yeah. we're there for you even when we're not here for each other well we're still here for each other just not with each other
1: just Physically. we're not holding hands like we usually do
0: yeah all right guys we'll see you in a couple of days uh stay safe
1: bye